0: but that's the thing too dude if you get a bad plum that shit's sour like real sour
1: yeah like a dude like peaches can be super sour people Uh don't get how how sour I don't like the
0: skin dude the the texture the the texture of the skin is like
1: it's a little hairy (laughs) it's like a a fine kiwi
0: (laughs) what do you think the most overrated fruit is
1: um oh shit apples I don't think so what do you think
0: you know, oh my God, I don't like, bro, I don't know if it's just where I'm at, but I feel like I've never, I never get good strawberries. That's fact. Like they're always, they're always not ripe.
1: They're always like hard. They got And they go bad so quickly. You can't yeah. like let them
0: get ripe.
1: Yeah, I actually, I actually kind of agree with that. Like strawberries are good, uh-huh. but like strawberry flavoring is so much better. Like, anything yeah, it, strawberry that's, like, candy is so good, and then you get real strawberries, and it's like, ah, eh, that was all right.
0: Yeah, and anything grape-flavored, I think, is disgusting.
1: Dude, grape Jolly Ranchers, like, genuinely make me want to die. I, I had,
0: won't eat them, yeah.
1: Oh, dude, we had, in high school, we would put Jolly Ranchers in, like, vodka, we made a grape one, and it tasted exactly like the Jolly Ranchers. Because you'd put like literally like 50 Jolly Ranchers in there and then it would just soak it up. So it was like syrup by the time you drank it. Yeah. The grape one, it tasted just like it. And since then, I puked that like straight up just syrup out of my mouth later that night. Since then, anything like those, those grape Jolly Rancher flavors. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so disgusting. I will say the watermelon one was fire, though. Watermelon, that
0: dude. Fire. Oh my God. That's such an underrated fruit, too. Watermelon. The
1: flavoring of watermelon, like when you get like a watermelon like Mm -hmm. taffy or something like that.
0: Dude, Laffy Taffy is
1: banana. Laffy Taffy is fucking disgusting. Some people really like it. I I love it, it. really. I hate it. I love all the other all the other taffies. Laffy Taffies.
0: My mom used to not let me have Laffy Taffy because um, on the package there was a warning says oh this product may cause brain cancer.
1: <laughs> I think everything at this point could cause brain cancer, dude. Yeah, for real, like, oh, dude, everything. I was drinking, dude. I got bamboozled today at the store. Do I got that near me? No, I don't. So I pulled up this this like little. When I was checking out, they had this like looking bougie little water, sparkling water, and it was supposed to be peach flavored. And it was said like all natural, like no added flavorings, no added blah blah blah. So I thought it was just like a Lacroix, and. So I like open it up and I start drinking it. And it was the best thing I'd ever tasted. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the fucking best thing ever. So I went and got like 10 of them. I was like, these are so good. Like, how are they so much better than LaCroix? And then I get in my car and I drive home and is there i was sugar like sugar in it? Yes, dude. I yeah. was so excited to tell my girl about it too. I was like, these are so fucking good. Like you have to try Were this. they San
0: Pellegrino something?
1: No, it was uh it was called like Canadian. Oh, what was it? Like Canadian something. Canadian pure Canadian or something like that it was like Canadian water and I was like convinced that these things were just like Lacroix, but on steroids like it was the sweetest best thing ever and it said like all natural no added blah blah blah, no exactly like a LaCroix and I somehow and then it just I look on the back and it said like 30 grams of cane sugar and I was like what?
0: yeah I have have ones they're lemon and the first time I bought them too I'm like because I like seltzer water I'm like bro this is fucking hella sweet why does this yeah. taste so good? <laughs> There's like 40 grams of sugar in it.
1: I know. It's literally just like we're drinking a Mountain Dew without, mm-hmm. without the caffeine and shit in it. Yeah. It's oh, brutal, man. Okay. <clears throat> How are you feeling about oil? think we got any room mm-hmm. on oil.
0: Well, I traded. On, when was this? to monday i think i traded yeah it was monday it was i traded husa um, oh, i did too i grabbed some i think it was on my watch list from sunday but um i grabbed some pre-market and i literally grabbed some it it, it like gapped up right away right when we opened and then p- started pulling back pre-market and i i'm like is this it really? Like with everything that's going on, in my in my mind, I honestly just took a position. I think it was like four bucks, three bucks, four bucks, maybe a little bit more. I can't remember. Um, but I was going to the doctor. That was the day I went to the doctor to get medicine. And I never, never, never will either take a position on my phone or um, take a position if I'm not going to be at my setup. But I just grabbed some like a a, a small bit, and I'm like, fuck what the it. like? Fuck it, like it's either going to blast off or i'm going to lose a few bucks. Um and i think it went to like 14
1: or 15 <laughs> bucks. I i
0: honest to god got out of the doctor and i was up like 200% or something ridiculous.
1: You were just fucking balling. You're yeah. like a fucking billionaire now. Yeah, imagine. I um, always look at I always look at ZOM, XOM mm-hmm. when i'm looking at oil. I traded I actually traded HUSA, or HUSA um as well. I traded INDO quite a bit and i actually think ZOM XOM looks pretty good here. I know that it's had two kind of like rough doji candle in a row, mm-hmm. but it's coming down on some volume profile down towards $80. Um, there's previous resistance is at like $82.50 and it closed above that. It closed above the 9 Um, The 20 is down at 80 bucks. It feels like there's a lot of support underneath of it. So, I mean, maybe some consolidation and then another, another bounce up because, dude, honestly, I don't see Mr big old Vlad over there quitting what he's doing right now. I think I think he's mm-hmm. in this for a little longer. Um, Did they
0: say they projected to be like $300 a barrel or something crazy?
1: Yeah, they've been they've been thrown around 200 bucks like forever. And I know there's been people on FinTwit saying like 250, 300 like easy. Um, that's crazy to me. I mean, maybe I don't really I don't have enough knowledge about oil to say that, but I think Zom the chart looks pretty good. And considering Putin is a crazy motherfucking dude, dude. I think he's probably just going to keep doing what he's doing.
0: Well, one, have you ever heard of that three-day rule? No. Where, like, you know, shit runs, and then three days after we'll run again, like, pull back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tomorrow yeah. would be the third day.
1: On Zion? I was, yeah, I was or talking. oil. On,
0: on oil. Um, I was talking with my with my buddy about that. I'm like, dude, listen, like, that 3 day shit a lot of the time it plays out.
1: It does for real.
0: Um and that would be tomorrow technically cuz those those ran crazy on Monday, I believe.
1: I could definitely see it. What were so, the big names? It was INDO, IMPP. IMPP, who's so Was it INDP? No, I
0: IMPP I think. IMPP. Okay. I IMPP is that actually the fuck I
1: am IMPP. <laughs> <laughs> Say that enough fucking times, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, who says daily is just off the wall right now? Yeah. Go look at that thing. Holy shit.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, I think all...
1: getting in at $1.30 and selling it, 16 bucks.
0: I was looking today on uh, Unusual Whales. Somebody placed a $3 million order. They're selling calls... That expire three eleven, And this order came in at four fourteen forty today. Oh my gosh. With literally like twenty seconds. On SPY? On SPY. So uh, so maybe somebody knows something regarding CPI tomorrow.
1: I got my opinion on SPY. Um I think this pullback we have is dog shit. This little well, it's not even a pullback right now. Um This little candle we had today that was green, I think, is dog shit. It's below the nine. That last candle was like a fat-ass gravestone. I don't even know if that's what it's called. A fat-ass long upper wick. Uh, We got CPI tomorrow. It stayed below. A lot of the volume on um, SPY right now is upwards of like 433, 435 on the volume profile. So that's the big level that we have to fuck with right now. And man, I don't see it. I don't see it getting above that. The twenty AEMA is right there too. Like, I think Spy is probably going to see 400 before it sees 450 again. Yeah, I... that's my, my opinion on that one.
0: I was uh, talking to somebody in my Discord today about, and they were saying, you know, isn't it a no-brainer to, like, overnight some spy puts into CPI tomorrow? And I'm like, well, you know, you would think if you believe the forecast is going to be, you know, worse than projections, but you also have to think, like, dude, this market has made no sense for, like, seven months, and it's very risky to overnight options especially Mm -hmm. um i told him like dude like you know if you're gonna do something like that you just really have to be willing to lose majority of that because who the hell knows what happens tomorrow i am not here to play that guessing game i would much rather and and it's not to get off topic but i just think like it's just been so like comforting playing things day to day and not overnighting anything because like bro with all the shit going on who the hell knows what's gonna happen and like i was talking to anthony about this today he was he was saying how he came into into today with a little bit of bias um i think he he had some calls before 10 we were on stream actually when today in my discord we were on stream trading together and um Remember when like things started started to reverse, basically right at 10, we bounced out of like Mm -hmm. cues, demand, spy, demand, whatever, everything started to bounce. I think he, I think he took some calls before that. um, And we were, we pulled back the first 30 minutes, um, but he was just talking about like how his bias got him and that's something he has to get over. Um, And that's been something that I've seen like a lot, a lot, a lot of people struggle with right now is they have bias in regards to like outside events that are going on and they think the market should be moving one way, but I hate to break it to everybody. The stock market
1: hasn't made sense for like three years. So. I don't know if it's ever made sense, man. Like, yeah, that's just, that's one of the things that I think people need to realize when it comes to swinging things and also having bias is you do not know the macro events that are about to come out unless you know, you have some sort of insider information. If you're Nancy Pelosi's like long lost grandson and she's texting you on the daily, maybe, maybe you got something, but no one knows the the macro news is going to come out of Russia, come out of Ukraine and gonna, you know, what is Biden going to say? No one knows anything. So swinging calls puts any of that overnight is like uber risky in this market when there's so much news coming out that can affect the, uh, the spy the market all that kind of stuff um and i always just i always just tell people in my discord the same thing that you do like go into every day with that zero bias play Mm -hmm. the setup in front of you if you don't want to play the setup in front of you don't play anything um don't play the emotions the emotions they're playing with you you're not playing them they're playing with you every single time so if you like feel like something should be bullish because you know um russia is pulling back forces tomorrow because i think that's what happened russia like ceasefire today or something for some reason and everyone was bullish because of that um it might work out but there's a 50 50 chance it doesn't at that point you're just gambling in my opinion
0: yeah and and what happens too is the the people that really struggle with that are are obviously beginners but people that aren't aren't confident with ta yet because you know they don't really know what they're looking at um, a lot of the times like they don't really even have like a set plan or strategy that allows them to you know if you're not trading options at the moment um outside of a, a lot of days outside of the first 30 minutes to an hour it's it's been tough to trade commons um and i think that's what re- a lot of people are really struggling with just one being able to play both ways but two if your ta is not very good or you don't trust your ta at the moment you know it's hard to it's yeah. hard it's it's hard at the moment it's not easy but um, we have a lot of days where it's just clear trend days like today it was a very clear trend like we were mm-hmm. basically we were in an uptrend all day we had pullbacks here and there um, but we never really broke trend and we've seen a lot of those days where you know there's a clear trend and there's a those are the days where there's a ton of opportunity
1: yeah i think uh i think people need to realize that the days of um being able to hold spy calls overnight every single night are long gone i think some people are still holding on to that from 2021 when spy was uh boner candling every fucking night um some might call it momentum. I don't know. Others will call it whatever they want to do. But it's literally, if you go back and look at green to red candle ratio in 2021, it's pretty crazy. There are way, way more green candles than red candles. Um, you could hold stuff, spy calls overnight and just get lucky. In 2020, it was even worse. You could just, after Anything. the uh, after the crash, you could just hold spy calls for weeks on end. Same 2021. There were only like two or three times where holding spy calls for a week wouldn't make you money for an entire year yeah um those days are gone got to uh at this point you might even be able to make more money playing spy puts but um if you haven't looked at the spy daily with the 9 ema and the 20 ema on it i recommend you go do it um if the spy the spy daily gets over the 9 ema usually it's getting stuffed at the 20. that's happened twice now in the past month um, there was a little pullback. When was that? Was that end of February, beginning of February, where it bounced above the 20 EMA? But since then, it's been stuck under the 20 EMA. Um, it's just had, you know, downtrend, lower lows, lower highs, and then a bounce off the 20 EMA. So um, the nights of predicting overnight things, I think, are over unless you have a catalyst, unless you have uh, knowledge on the macro events greater than I do, because my knowledge on the macro events uh, isn't enough for me to hold things overnight. As of right now, um, it's just not not great risk reward in this market to be be swinging puts or calls based on um, theses that do not have concrete facts. Which, if you got some facts up your sleeve, that's a different story. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. So CEI—that's our next one. We got to talk about after our little. Our little spiel to the listeners. I I got a story to tell about this one first before (laughs) I tell you about this. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, man, dude. I got to pour myself another drink for this fucking story. (laughs) Tell you that one. Anyone who's listening to this who is in my Discord is going to laugh their ass off because they were probably all involved and we all got hurt the same amount. Oh, my gosh. You guys are thinking I'm being dramatic until I actually tell you what happened. So um, on February 25th, if you go look at the uh, CEI daily, I said, I want CEI to fill this gap down to uh, like 60 to 61 cents. um, And then I will go long. So it got all the way down to like 65. So I took an entry. I took Mm -hmm. a starter. Um, and then I scaled in, I think, on the March 1st at like 62 cents, 63 cents fully because it had filled that gap. And I was trying to make like a kind of like a short, like three day swing. Um, and I was already on day two. And I wanted to see it hold above the nine EMA on oh, the no. daily. And I wanted to see. <laughs> I know this is going, bro. I wanted to see it hold above sixty cent psych level. Sixty cent psych level was a psych level. It also had a a volume node on the the volume profile. Um, it was it was the bottom of that gap, so I wanted to see it bounce. So let's move forward to March third, where it closed down at fifty eight cents. What did I do? two minutes before close i sold my options i sold my calls they were one dollar calls um and 50 cent calls and
0: <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing
1: dude and if you go look at this fucking daily the next day this thing runs what is that 58 cents to 70, to 80 cents and then the next day after that runs all the way to a dollar 50 and what how much ask me how much percent those calls went. Like eight hundred percent. I was going I like, almost
0: said a thousand.
1: Like eight hundred percent, man. And I'm not kidding you. I had alerted that to my entire Discord as like a swing play, and then I alerted to all them that I was exiting because I was like, I was like, ah, I keep you guys updated on what I'm trading just because it's kind of like my trading journal. Like I'm exiting. Uh, do as you wish. And all of them were like, Dang, I'm probably gonna exit too. It got below that level, and the next day we wake up, dude.
0: What are the chances?
1: What are the fucking chances, dude? Was, right?
0: Was Biff in it?
1: I think everyone was. I think Biff, Booch, Barry Manilode, all the people who are in your Discord, shout out to all of them that are in mine. I think all of them were in it, and all of us were waiting, and we were like, this is a great setup, like blah, blah, blah. It's going to fill that gap and go.
0: One motherfucker had to hold. There's somebody, there were a couple of them. Were there?
1: There were a couple of them. I also alerted... Uh, HUSA, um, I think. Oh, no, no, no. It was HYMC. HYMC. I actually alerted that one last week before, but I was telling people, I was like, I'm waiting until Monday to get an entry. And then I wake up Monday and the motherfucker's up 180%. And like, Bro, there were like well, at least five
0: you're, dudes. At least you were nailing these.
1: I, <laughs> I'm nailing them, but I'm not making any <laughs> fucking money. I, was, <laughs> I, I like alerted it on Friday. I was like, I want an entry on Monday. Because I was like, dude, this is like a 40 cent stock and no one's looking at this fucking stock. Like nothing is happening. It hasn't moved in forever. And then some dude was like, I'm going to take an entry today. And I was like, okay, go take an entry. Cool. And I like fucking go up of my weekend. Wake up. It's up 200 percent. And these people are celebrating in my discord and I'm hitting my head on the wall. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) so annoying.
0: I shouldn't laugh. But dude, at least you were like, at least you fucking were spot on.
1: Two of them in a fucking, like, week's time. I could have, like, doubled my account in a week's time. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, but what do you think about CEI chart nowadays? The C- current, current price.
0: CEI. <sighs> um, well, here's the thing. If. <laughs>
1: well, here's. Well.
0: Here's the thing. So, if we, like, I don't, the chart doesn't look great, but if we continue, you know, in the direction we're headed in terms of, like, this war that's going on, if it prolongs, if, you know, these sanctions keep coming down on Russia and all this shit, you know, I it doesn't really matter what the mm-hmm. the chart looks like. Um you know, same with these oilers and everything. So, you know, if that's the case, then it looks good again for a potential entry as long as you stick above the uh two hundred and stay above about a buck. Um, essentially here is super low risk. You could pro you could probably enter here above a dollar. Um you know maybe you're risking a dollar to get back in uh maybe you want to see it hold the nine around 90 cents or the 200 around 95 cents um so there's some pretty clear clear levels here Um yeah. it man it, it really just depends on what's going on over there unfortunately um so i'm i'm neither here nor there really
1: i think i'm gonna go bullish on this um I like, like you said, I think there's some really clear levels. I think above a dollar, if it holds that, is pretty uh, pretty solid. Then below a dollar, 90 cents, I see like a little bit of a volume gap um, down to 90 cents. So if it goes below a dollar, um, have resources to expend <laughs> to 90 cents and then maybe have like a, a stop loss under 90 cents. Um, I don't know. I think uh, CEI is one of those tickers that can really move. Um, people really get their panties in a big old wad about this one. Like everyone loves to jump on this one, the first tip of the hat they can. Like I'll be on Twitter, and as soon as Oilers move, everyone's like CEI, CEI. It's the first thing that people think of because so it's the um,
0: only thing they know.
1: Yeah, for real. Like all these people who joined when CEI was a big deal, they remember that. So I got it. I got it as bullish. I think it, the amount of names that, or amount of people that think about it. Is uh pretty solid, but the one thing I gotta say, uh, we might be having someone special on about CEI within the next week or two. We'll see. Someone special. Someone special. We'll see. We will see. We'll we'll announce. It's not it. who
0: people are gonna think it is.
1: No, it's not. It's or the other uh, one. No, it's it's none of those. Um, someone who probably manipulated the price more than those people did, though. That's all I'm gonna say true um, <laughs> but my last thing i wanted to get your thought on is sub 50 cent stocks you are gonna say stocks. wish no dude wish is gonna be delisted and wish is gonna days, get bought probably. out honestly at this price i could totally see it we're gonna wake up one of these days and all the wish people are gonna be like i told you so and it's gonna be like 12 bucks because someone's buying it mm-hmm. but Sub 50 50 cent stocks, like all of those crazy, you know, uh, bio stocks that are like 20 cents right now. We got like FAMI, we got all those, those names that are just absolutely dirt poor. Um, How do you feel about them? You think they got more downside or do you think that the risk is kind of uh, mitigated at these prices?
0: Well, let me ask this because, um, to be honest, I really haven't been paying attention to a lot of pennies. Um, Okay have they been like i check you know pre-market movers i i check you know what has unusual volume and and shit like that but like have they been running the sub 50 centers one by one Yeah,
1: yeah they've been like popping off the bottoms like i know we had every uh Every day you'll wake up and there'll be like one of them that does not have a catalyst that'll be and up like and they'll
0: run it. Yeah, then 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 I'm bullish on that because that's like strategic. Like they'll do that like they've done this how many times. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they'll just go one by one and and uh move them and load them up. <clears throat> so yeah, how many are there? Do you know? Like are there a shit ton or
1: I think there's a couple hundred of them. A
0: couple hundred under 50 cents?
1: I know there's a lot under a dollar. Let me check under a dollar. Let me reset this entire thing. Under one dollar. Sorry, it's taking me a little longer than normal. Under one dollar, there's 332. Um, Holy. Remember when there
0: was uh, one?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, let's see here is that? and it's probably right around like one eighty. 180. 180 of That's them. That's crazy. I didn't know there were that many. 160 of them under fifty cents. Like some of the names that I just I look at constantly are like waiter holdings, like all those from like the past few years, DSS, like all of those are oh good they've been, lord, they've been DSS. Popping up <laughs> I remember DSS. I played that a shitload. Grill under under uh, fifty cents, like these are names that we all know and actually played. Nak, N A K P T E. I played that one quite a bit. P T N played that one too. Uh, Bro, family, what was that? What?
0: iBio. Fuck, what was that one that we used to play all the time? That we just loaded up and it was, it would always run. It was a minor. Um It was it was something that you told me about. P L M. Yeah, was it that?
1: Yeah, I think it was. That one actually just ran a few days ago. PLM. Pull up the chart on that, maybe. I actually got a little bit of that. Um Oh. Polymet mining. Yeah, dude, that thing went from like two eighty to Bro, almost five bucks. What's that's the biggest doji candle I've ever seen.
0: What's our girl Jan doing? I have not <laughs> even looked at that chart. I haven't looked at that chart Man, in long months time. Months. I
1: forgot about Jan. 288. Kind of looking thick down here, a
0: little inverse head and shoulders going on,
1: yeah. A little sexy, Jan. You don't gotta do us dude. like that. My you want to swing, those Jan? Were...
0: <laughs> 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 those are the glory days, dude. Oh my god, like well, if you, you go so back much and look fucking at money on yeah, like look from beginning of November to the left, like just all the pops in there, every single day it popped. Every single yeah.
1: day, yeah. It would literally be like the candles, the daily candles. Each like I'm just gonna pull up a random daily candle. Six forty two is the bottom, and seven eleven is the top. Like that's so much range. You used
0: to know. You used to know the exact time of day, the exact price it'd probably drop to, and then immediately bounce back thirty cents. Like, oh man, that Those are the days.
1: And like the thing about Jan was, is it wasn't manipulated either. Like no one no. fucked with Jan. So no, it was just... well,
0: until uh, some some certain people got on it.
1: Yeah. I remember there were some people that thought it was a, uh, a meme stock at that point after that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a garbage disposal stock yeah. turned like bio <laughs> company <laughs> there. Dude, it's the worst company of all time. Like, let's just be real. It should not exist. Like, yeah, it they were like mean, doing this.
0: like recycling and now they're like
1: <laughs> trying to cure cancer. <laughs> they pulled up, they straight up said, yeah, our, our fucking recycling company is going to be, we, we hired some scientists. We hired one scientist in my <laughs> uncle's basement. <laughs> That's probably what it is, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Those were the days,
0: that was so fun
1: I remember we would literally post Like every single day on Twitter Like Jan buying And then like 20 minutes later Jan selling and everyone <laughs> would be like Why are you guys trading Jan so much <laughs>
0: And then people started to catch on And we wouldn't even say anything It'd just be a fucking, um, it'd be gifts of uh, The chick from the office
1: Yeah, the, the Jan Those were the days man oh, Dude Really forgot how about, about that, that? How about that, nice
0: that f- fucking meat missile out of
1: Vicks today, dude? What was it doing? Why was it? Why was it bonering like that?
0: That's that's what we meat call meat missile.
1: Is your new favorite thing, and I like mm-hmm, it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what we call meat missile in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Ranch rocket, beef torpedo,
1: <laughs> beef torpedo, <laughs> <laughs> beef torpedo. Oh my gosh.
0: You'll have to steal that. You'll have to use that.
1: I'm going to. Like some something
0: boners like that.
1: <laughs> beef torpedo. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> I'm going to be in live tomorrow and I'm just going to like something's going to absolutely fly and i gonna be like, look at that beef <laughs> torpedo. <laughs> That reminds me of that that GIF I have I used to post all the time on Twitter of uh, the Transformers guy with the bowler, oh, like, like lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> <they> just- <laughs> what is that uh, even from? I have no idea. I feel feel like it might be from like a, a Transformers like comic or something like that. But he's your beef fucking missile, <laughs> beef torpedoed.
2: <laughs>
1: That's so. Funny. All right. I feel like that's where we should close this bad boy up. Beef torpedo. Beef torpedo. Missile.
0: Ranch rocket.
1: Ranch rocket. What are some other ones?
0: Meat missile, fucking what else?
1: Um, I'm trying to think, but my mind is not working right now. <laughs> Beef torpedo. <laughs> Bro, you know what? Oh, you know what? Like word made me genuinely laugh my ass off today for no reason. What? Waffle. Say that like twenty times in your head, dude. Waffle, waffle. Why is it called a waffle? What the fuck is a waffle? They just were like looking at a pancake that had a pattern on it, and they were like, "This is a fucking waffle."
0: Yeah, bro. Somebody it makes just no th- sense. Some whoever came up with like words thought that they'll just call it a waffle.
1: And also shrimp. That's the weirdest like combination of letters. Shrimp. 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 What? What
0: other? What other words shrimp. are like obnoxious?
2: Sure.
0: Um, oh, bro. I was thinking about this when I was at the doctor. Who the F, f-, f- thought to spell pneumonia? P-N-E-U. Fuckin-
1: pneumonia. 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 Like,
0: people just like to make things complicated.
1: I'm convinced that the letter Q does not need to exist. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, just use a C. Yeah, a C and then, like, maybe a W afterwards if you need to. Yeah. There's no reason for a Q. Like, why do you need that?
0: There's no reason for a lot of shit.
1: Agreed. Like,
0: killing people. Oh, dude. Oh, you know what I was going to say earlier is, bro, did you see that they, like, bombed a a children's hospital?
1: Yeah. That's fucking... That's fuck when Mr. you Putin, know, dude.
0: that's when you know it's like he doesn't care.
1: Yeah, that's what makes me scared when people are like, we don't need to be scared of Putin. I'm like, dude, he has nuclear weapons and he does not give a fuck. Like, the dude does not care what he does with them. Like, a we pers- should be scared. The fact that he could just like shoot nukes our way, like.
0: person, A person that, a person that does that to a children's hospital. For real like
1: yeah and i mean he's like i saw somewhere that he was he's like giving explicit orders to do what is being done like it's not like like generals from the military being like do the children's hospital like there's like high ups in the russian that are like coordinating where they attack and stuff so i feel like a lot of that probably was i don't know coordinated to some point which is fucking terrible
0: well you know what else is terrible that the town i live in there's a huge nuclear plant, like, five minutes down the road that, like, supplies power to, uh, like, Washington, D.C.
1: Oh, yeah, you're fucked, dude. Yeah, I'm in. Mean. You're fucked. I live in Iowa, baby. There ain't yeah. nothing
0: here. I might have to come sleep over.
1: Yeah, you might have to come get some Casey's Pizza. I'll shove it down your throat. <laughs> bro. And try Taco be Bell for the first time. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. We're getting a place called Taste of New York Pizza, and it's from... Someone who moved from New York and saw that Iowa has terrible pizza. And so they're making New York style pizza. And I'm actually pretty fucking hyped about it. It's right I hope down it's the good. I hope so, too. I'm going to try it as soon as it opens. I actually have the uh, the date opens marked down in my calendar. And I'm going to run my ass there. You know a, how you know, dude?
0: Pizza. You know how you know if a pizza place is like legit, legit? This, this you, you might have heard of this, but like
1: not enough sauce, Mario. No, no
0: bro. When you go, when you when you get when you get takeout at a pizza place and they put holes in the box, you ever see that? No. They put holes in the boxes when you put a pizza in the box, like or bread or anything. Like when I made that bread a couple of days ago, if you wrap it up, like the crust goes to shit. So like oh, when you put holes good, like, in it, it like keeps it crisp. That's how, you Wait, so, that's how you know so it's how you know like legit.
1: if you okay, so if you like wrap it up, the crust on the outside will like get soggier and not be as crisp.
0: Yeah, so like when I make like when I make like loaves of bread that like the crust is like real crispy, <clears throat> I won't I won't wrap it because dude it'll get like I mean you can put throw it back in the oven and it'll get crispy again, but if you keep it out it the the crust stays a bit longer. So okay. yeah. So if, right. if they cut holes in the box, dude, you I'm know gonna it's legit.
1: That. I'm going to be like, as soon as I go in there on their opening day, I'm going to be like, hey, you guys want to hear a secret? And I'm going to be like, what? And I'll be like, you'll get like 25 times more business if you cut some <laughs> fucking holes in your boxes.
0: Or guys, just don't even use a box.
1: Dude. Just use a box with no lid. No, they hand it to me. They just hand me a fucking pizza. A, a burning whole, hot pizza. Whole- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just carrying my pizza out like this.
0: Bro, what if it's like some vegan...
1: Like I'll actually shoot my head (laughs) with a real gun. It's like some uh,
0: gluten-free like.
1: (laughs) They meant like taste of like New York State, and it's like some like fucking like wood tree granola girl thing. Since they got like mountains there, it's like smoothies. (laughs) Straight up like overnight oats. (laughs) The
0: chick chick at the counter has dreads.
1: The dude is like barefoot with burks on. <laughs> he's like he's like kneading my dough of my pizza with his shoes. She has <laughs> <laughs> receptivity. What up, Herb? What's up, guys? Can you can hear me? Talking. Yo. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. We're talking cool. about uh, pizza and de- or kneading it with your feet. Some
2: crazy dudes. Oh wow. That's. Yeah. <clears> how <throat> how you doing, one. man? Uh, let's see. I'm good. I am. Yeah, uh, pretty good, and there's like a snowstorm that came in. That was
0: oh, we got snow today, eight. too. Yeah.
2: Dude, it's crazy. Are uh, you on the East Coast? Uh, I'm in Denver. Mm. You're in Denver? Yep.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, that's where that's where I'm actually from, and then that's where my sister lives right now.
0: Are you a Broncos fan?
2: Um, I don't watch football. I was going to say, you really guys just got Russell Wilson. Oh, uh, well... I hope that's good. Did you see that? Maybe Teddy? you'll
1: see him at like Walmart or something. <laughs> Who knows? I did see that ant, dude. That was a crazy ass trade. That was fucking huge. That's a lot of money that got transferred mm-hmm. from Denver to Seattle. Holy crap! So, Herv, how is uh, how's your trading been this year? I know we haven't talked since uh, the turn of the year.
2: Uh, my trading's been really good uh, this past couple of weeks. I mean, I had my best day two days ago at a PR day so that was awesome yeah congrats Um, thank you and I really have just found my groove in the past two months or so Uh, January and February were more about finding these like daily and hourly setups the ones that you could kind of give a little bit of wiggle room to and um it's not necessarily like a like a one-minute flag scalp or a five-minute flag scalp. It's things that take a little bit longer to de- develop, but because the patterns are based on the daily, um, there's just a little bit more of a force behind them. And um, so really been super consistent. I've only had one red day in the past month. So go. getting back to my old roots of pretty much like zero to one, red days per month so loving that yeah
1: that's absolutely awesome um did you have you noticed kind of the flip of uh momentum in the past week or two maybe even you know the past month i guess i kind of wanted to uh get into these like oiler plays all this crazy gap or stuff we've been seeing in the past few weeks
2: yeah definitely i mean we we first had that ipo run right with uh what was it, ISPO, ANTH, Sky SkyH, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And that was amazing to see. And when we first saw that, I'm like, man, like, Mark is going to start heating up. Things are looking good. Um, but that was kind of short lived. I mean, we, we got that spurt of momentum and then things kind of died off for uh, a couple of weeks there. But yeah, I mean, as we've gotten uh, more momentum, we've had mullen trading like 600 million shares ci 600 700 million shares um impp and indo both like incredible runs i mean over a thousand percent for indo um you know from crazy from its lows so uh, and that was really a perfect storm for those two i mean yes oil was kind of trending upwards as they were trending upwards but i mean the whole parabolic effect was just perfect timing for both of them because, um, you know, Indo when it hit pretty much its highs is when crude hit its highs, so um, I think that's what we needed to to spark, spark the momentum and heat the market back up. So, um, with the amount of volume that we've seen, I really do feel like we're we're starting to uh, turn the, the table and uh, heat back up. Mark yeah. my words.
1: Mark your words. I know <laughs> I know. Ant and I were talking um, before you got on that we don't really like to go into, um, you know, any day with much bias based on, you know, market bias on like SPY and stuff. But if you had to kind of give your thoughts on SPY, where it's at, kind of how the market's feeling based on, you know, like all this Russia stuff, inflation, crazy stuff like mm-hmm. that. Would you think 2022, we have more downside? Do you think we possibly bounce? Like, what would you kind of think based on uh, how we've been going in 2022 so far?
2: Yeah, I would would tend to say that we might have a little bit further down to go. Um, Things are just too unstable right now. I mean, with oil going up and down like crazy. Um, And then, of course, Russia, Ukraine, and all the world politics, um, agriculture. Prices going up. I mean, um, Albertsons and Kroger—they have been like absolutely killing it. So that and inflation uh, just doesn't seem like a whole lot of good news that is really around the corner to make things, um, you know, go back up just yet. But um, you know, it's funny when we had our big oil day, SPY was down like a couple percent, and I didn't mm-hmm. I had no clue. I had no clue. Usually, like yeah. when SPY, you know, is down a couple percent small caps is really starting you know we're starting to feel it uh, whereas used to spy didn't really affect uh, small caps all too too much in, in the past um so it, it was nice to see small caps be totally unaffected by spy you know these past couple of days
1: yeah i know uh we're possibly coming up on possibly another like three-day play on oils um They kind of pulled back today, but I know another Mm -hmm. day or two and we could be hitting that day three move, which I've seen you talk about that on Twitter before too. So that might be something good to watch, but it really feels like the Momo market might be uh, returning as in like some of those really cheap plays because for a while there we were really struggling with um, things being like crazy overvalued. We didn't have stocks under a dollar. So there's things under a dollar popping now without Mm -hmm. any news, that kind of stuff, which is... Um, a lot of algo stuff. Um, I know. I know. Ant has a couple questions for you. I got a couple to follow after that, so I'll let him <clears throat> bring that one up.
0: Yeah, I. Um, the first one I had was really, you know, we've seen. Well, Teddy and I have talked about this quite a bit. How um, a lot of maybe small cap traders have have probably been struggling for a bit if they, you know. One don't know how to play both sides, or two have the inability to play both ways. Um, what do you think's been the biggest, the biggest issue? I, I guess in terms of, sp- or the biggest struggle in terms of, you know, maybe newer traders that are that have been trading small caps um, for the last few months, because it, the, I mean, the market hasn't been great here for a while.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no secret that a lot of great small cap traders have totally transitioned to large caps. Um, And so really, unfortunately, I think that is the move or was the move for the past couple of months, um, just because patterns work, um, trend lines work, like there's less uh, fake out type stuff,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, like for the longest time in small caps, you know, you'd get like, a trendline breakout like an ascending triangle or something and it pop up and then totally reverse the other way like think patterns mm. just weren't working out so yeah um in terms of just like learning uh how stocks work um and patterns and not to mention there's less risk involved with large caps so i think that's probably the best way to get your building blocks down and then once you understand, um, you know, your one minute and your five minute and your EMAs and all that stuff, um, you know, maybe dabble into a little bit small caps when when you know things are a little bit hotter and it's a little bit easier to, um, you know, tread water in that space.
1: I actually, actually have a perfect thought on that too is, is um, there's a lot, like you just said, there's a bunch more. Uh, trappy shit that happens with small caps. Um, I was thinking of an example. AVCT um, was really, really trappy. I played it like a lot when it had a run a couple months ago, um, and it would like it would flag out, and then it would dip below all of the EMAs, and that was like my indicator to buy, as in, um, yeah. when it would dip below, and then it would just suck back up the next five mm-hmm. minute candle, or the next ten minute. And if I didn't have like large cap experience as in like seeing that setup and then knowing like what was happening, but then also having a bit of small cap experience on top of that, I would have no idea what I was doing. I'd probably get stopped at it. Probably blah, blah, blah. Um, That's something that small caps need that large caps don't give is that that experience on those stupid dips that don't make any sense, like being able to analyze the volume on it, determine if it's just low volume. Um, It could be a trap, might not be a trap all those things, uh, they don't come with large caps, which makes large caps a bit more, I guess, um, easier to transition into for beginners. But it also is one of the things where you kind of give up some of that reward that those small caps do give when you can buy that that trap and then you know get an extra 12%, extra 10% based on that dip. But yeah, yeah that's really interesting. I'm glad you said that.
2: Yeah. And I mean, um, with large caps, I know that a lot of traders they play just a couple different tickers, right? You know, Qs, Spy, AMD, whatever it may be. And you start to understand the personality of those if you're just playing those over and over. I mean, I I know one one of my friends, uh, he plays almost uh, exclusively Tesla options. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he does great. Is I mean, that Fappy or Zen, one of the Zen, two? Zen, zen yeah. 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 He has a
1: deep-ass voice.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Most beautiful voice you ever heard so of. So silky. Um, but when you're trading small caps, like it's almost something new every day, right? Yeah. Like you don't trade these tickers enough unless it's one of the cult names to know the personality unless it's just ingrained in your memory. And you're like, oh, I remember this one. This was really trappy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, like uh, a couple months ago, we had BFRI and RELI. Those were like two really um, trappy but really rewarding tickers that had a bunch of range. Um, so, you know, like kind of like you were saying, Teddy, you know, it push up and then all of a sudden it would push way back down below the five minute eight, below the five minute 20, b- below VWAP, you know, like anything that it would tell, tell you like it's dead. And that's the time to buy, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it comes right back up. And, um, you know, when you understand the personality of a, uh, a, stock that really makes things a lot easier and, um, you just don't have to play that guessing game as much, you know, the personality.
0: I think that's what it's funny because <clears throat> honestly, when I was like scalping a lot of momentum stuff, heavy, like over the summer and, you know, I'd been scalping, commons for a while but that's honestly what got me into supply and demand because supply and demand was something universal that i could you know like her was saying every day it's almost every day there's a new pre-market gap or whatever it may be what something that has momentum but supply and demand was that universal thing that i could use no matter what the, the stock was so um yeah it's kind of funny you mentioned that um that's honest
1: demand actually works well for small caps oh like, like very i know low. yeah mm-hmm. sd um sd hillion i'm trying to dude i harass him to get on the podcast he, like, man oh. i wish he would yeah he, he said that he's like not comfortable with it so i completely respect that but um he i know what he does is he finds those pre-market levels kind of the demand levels mm-hmm. and then he plays bounces you know after things fade out he gets like a, a small like five ten percent bounce on those which I mean, those are good trades, especially for small caps. If you can catch, like, a bounce on a small cap that isn't expected, um, that's impressive to me. And he does that quite a bit. I see him in the Atlas Momo doing that. So I respect him a lot for that.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: Um, Herb, the, the next question I had was somebody that, you know, maybe they are a little hesitant to play, you know, momentum plays because they see the volatility at times and stuff like that. Um Do you have any advice in terms of, you know, maybe where to start, um, to learn how to play momentum, scout momentum? Um, I don't know, you know, it could be a YouTube channel that, that maybe helped you. It could be, um, a a piece of information that helped you, but do you have any advice in, in terms of, you know, where to start?
2: Um, first step would just be start small. I tell everyone that, I mean, your goal when you are first like learning trading it's all about the process it's not about the profits you know like if you're going into trading and your first goal is to make money then you're already wrong you're already losing um because you just you can't start there you know like right away you you're going to get emotional over those you know the gains or the losses that you're experiencing um so, yeah, first off, start small. Um, second, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Mikey, uh, his he has a Twitch channel. Best momentum trader I know. Um, always playing uh, five-minute flags. I mean, any momentum that is, exists in the market, uh, he is there.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, you know, even when I was struggling, like, last year, um, I want to say maybe, like, september october in in that area where things are pretty dead i mean he was killing it because he can just find that momo get on it i mean literally you can find something on scanners like here on trade ideas type it in maybe there's a micro pullback or something slap it and Mm -hmm. you're in and he learned a lot of his stuff from a ross cameron you know warrior trader um but you know Unlike Ross, he doesn't have a following um, that yeah. follows follows his plays. So it's almost purely his own um, strategy and his own like technical reading. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would definitely suggest um, he's in Real Ones Discord, so Mikey Underdog. Um, he's got a Twitch channel, a bunch of videos going over his trades. Um, so yeah, th- that's... What I would suggest, and then lastly, is like, you need to take entries that you're going to be proud of. Like, you don't want to take an entry and you look back at it in hindsight. You know, maybe you lost on the trade. You're like, man, that was such a dumb entry. Like, why did I get in there? So anytime you're looking to enter a trade, you know, you got to think to yourself, like, would I be proud of this entry? Like, does this make Make me look good? Like, is this something I would want to show someone? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that goes through my head a lot and that's, that's what I teach to a lot of people as well.
0: That's something I always tell people, like <clears throat> I stream basically twice a day and, and right at the bell we'll stream, um, and we'll go over, you know, trades I took or trades other people took and we'll just kind of review them together. But That's always something I say too, like if you're taking something that fits your criteria and to you is an A plus setup and it's a low risk entry, I just did, I literally just did a lesson this week on low risk entry setups, whether it's like a supply rejection, demand bounce, whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's going to be times where those trades just go against you and there's nothing you can do about it. It's still a good entry. Um, Yeah. And like like her was saying, like you know, if you're taking good, solid quality entries, and you know, sometimes the trades just go against you. You shouldn't really deviate from from that plan. That's just how the market is. Um, so I totally agree with that. You know, being proud of of the entries you're taking.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's something that really goes a lot further than you would expect. I mean, when you get good entries, you are. Less prone to be emotional or panic sell. Um, you can let things ride a little bit longer um, because if you get that good entry, you know maybe it goes up, but then it, maybe it pulls back a little bit, um, maybe it pulls back close to your entry. If you didn't have as good of an entry and it came back to your, you know, came back to your entry, then you'd kind of be hesitating, like, oh, like it's gonna go in back below my entry, so. Like when you find that and you consistently do that, like it's like a domino effect for your trading and for the rest of that trade.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> um, the last question I had is, uh, what are your overall thoughts about FinTwit at the moment? Um, you know, I know. This is something that Teddy and I talk about quite a bit on here about how it's, um, you know, it's not the, if we're just being honest, it's not the best environment at times. Um, all kinds of just, you know, you, you know how it is. Um, but what are your, you know, how do you feel about it at the at the moment? Do you think, you know, you see more people shifting towards that quote unquote education um, or do you think, you know, you see people that every day there's two, three people that are just done. Um, I know I saw like two people today with pretty big followings and they basically just said that they were, they were done with it. So, um, do you have any thoughts in terms of that?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've seen a little bit of fallout from people and, um, some paper traders exposed and people calling out other people. I mean, it's definitely been harsh, harsh out there. Luckily, I don't get, you know, I see it, but I don't get involved. Um, but man, I think that it, it's tough when the market is not, you know, a lot of these people got their followings when the market was super hot you know basically a year ago last you know 20 uh beginning of 2021 you could throw a dart at anything and it was gonna go you know um and now that swings aren't working and plays aren't working uh people are getting a lot of hate for that and you know i'm sure that it's hard to have a following and for your plays not to work out or feel like your plays are getting attacked. Um, so, you know, I respect the people that n- realize that and have kind of like laid low, so to speak, and have understood that the market, it does have this um, cycle that it has to go through. It can't always be hot, swings can't always work out, whatever. So, um, you know, I, th- I think the people that are doing it right are the ones that um are not not trying to force stuff you know not trying to pump laser force stuff knowing on the market conditions um and just the people that are lifting up other people i mean i love seeing you know even if it's uh like a, a short on a trade that i was long or whatever like someone got a badass entry and killed this trade like retweet that you know like i i love seeing people mm-hmm. Uh, do well and succeed, and you know I love I love seeing those like um you know fizz posts them a lot where you know you post your your trade, your entries and exits, and uh, that helps a lot. You know, seeing okay like where good traders get in, you know, getting in, getting out, and where are they going short, uh, where they're covering. Like, there's so much to learn from that. So, you know, I just try to follow the people that you know put out the good vibes good uh education and information so
1: yeah yeah i actually agree with that 100 percent. the people who are kind of uh you know sticking to the positive as in like retweeting followers that are doing well um giving them a little like helping hand being like hey like this is good shit like keep doing what you're doing i actually really appreciate those guys um I've seen like when the market gets rough, some guys, you know, will be pushing those one mil floats. Those are the guys I don't respect. But everyone who's out here, um, giving good good vibes, like Herf said, giving good advice, uh, pats on the backs to people who are doing well. I know there's a lot of uh a lot of people who are like slowly getting into the rhythm in this market, which is really cool to see. We've kind of flipped completely from that momentum. Um crazy market we had in 2021 and then last summer it flipped to kind of being pretty slow up until you know turn of the year and then it got really rough kind of january february a lot of people had to like completely flip their plan and now i'm starting to see people saying like you know 15 day green streak um you know 10 day green streak or a month straight of green weeks which is really cool to see so i think a lot of people are getting back into the rhythm they're just realizing they needed to adapt which is really cool on FinTwit um i know there's some people in Ant and discords that have had uh really good weeks but i wanted to take a moment to plug herv um herv trades on twitter i'll give him a follow he's in real ones um if i'm if i'm not mistaken you guys do quite a bit in real ones you guys do like alert systems kind of where you guys talk about your plays uh, do you guys still do voice in there i haven't been in there in quite a quite a while
2: um, we we kind of took a little bit of a break from voice. We're we're trying to you know plan to integrate it back, but um, this kind of goes back to um, what we just said a second ago about people not trying to force stuff, and you know what we want to do in voice is like educate people, um, and there's there's two things. It's like when the market is like really slow, there's not much to talk about. Um, the plays that we give out are less certain, right? Like we want yeah, people to make money, so confidence. like, like I don't, I don't want to talk about something that I'm not, you know, confident in. <laughs> um, and then uh, the second part it is just trying to improve ourselves as as traders. Um, you know, it's not been like an easy market by any means, so um just kind of having time to ourselves and like developing our own strategies um we've we just kind of needed that as yeah. as the market has been a little bit tougher but um that's cool i you know i did uh start a youtube channel it's nothing crazy i just go over um some of my best trades and go over you know my entries and exits i show uh show my profits i show my literally all my trades I open up my thinkorswim and you know click show trades and um so that yeah. I, I've been wanting to do that a little bit more is just kind of shed light on
1: we'll um, plug that here too it's it's yeah. just herf trades so yeah you're listening to this I mean go go subscribe I see you got like four videos out something like that
2: um, yeah yeah pretty fresh and um I'm gonna be doing a little bit more than trade recaps but um rather than like Posting a picture with a bunch of text on it or something, like that's just the easiest way for me to like go through a trade in my whole yeah. process. Um and even then, I mean it takes like I mean you see how long they are, like ten or yeah. twelve minutes long, like for one That's trade, just how long do. it takes for me to explain my entire process for one trade. Yeah. So um
0: That's something I noticed with uh trading on voice three, four days a week. Is um, and I'm and like her talked about. And today, I'm sure you feel the same way. But like, there's time. Like my the people in my Discord, ninety nine point nine percent of them are like very beginner, like very very beginner. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of really good traders in there, but majority Discord, yeah, you're my
1: very very (laughs) beginner. You're you're
0: in my Discord. Um, yeah, I... <laughs> but according to Mikey, you might not be for too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what. It is. Oh, Mikey, he wanted to fight me. He said he's been trading more time. He,
0: he was just trolling. But um, <laughs> th- what I noticed, honestly, that is like there's certain times where like I'll I'll take a trade or I'll I'll want to take a trade that's like inherently riskier for somebody mm-hmm. that has a smaller account. Um, yeah, or you know you guys know how it is there's just certain things nuances you will see and you'll want to take something but you know that it probably is a little a little bit riskier and risky to the point where like it could hurt somebody that doesn't isn't trained with a whole lot of money that's that's the biggest thing i've noticed trading on voice is like there was a trade last week i took it um and i you know i got out of it it went against me. I took some profit. I got out of a majority of it. I held a few contracts and it went crazy, but I told everyone, I'm like, listen, you know, I'm out because that was the, the, the smart decision. Um, it's just, it, that's the, that's the biggest thing I noticed with, and I knew you guys were trained on voice every day. It's just, it's tough sometimes.
2: Yeah. And another thing is like, and we even have to say this uh, just in the trading floor too sometimes is like a lot of what we are trading, it is momentum. That's small caps. So if I say I'm long something and you're over here and it takes you 30 seconds to open your phone, pull up Robinhood, type in the ticker, how many shares you want, Yep. chances are done. like it could yeah. be over or the entry, you know, entry could be gone or the play didn't work out. Yep. So a lot of people just have to realize that it's a fast paced environment. You can't just buy something and hold it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it, that's, I totally agree. That's, that's just part of the game and you need to have to be fast and also think for your own because, you know, a lot of times you say you're in and, um, you know, maybe it goes a little bit and then it goes against you and then you're out you know like maybe it doesn't go against you immediately but people have to uh, make their own decisions and you know you can't can't hold your hands
1: and at some point like we're kind of i mean it's kind of an odd way to think about it but we're kind of in like Um, a position of power of some sort where people kind of look up and they're like okay I'm going to follow this guy in a trade so we kind of have almost a bit of power as in what these people are looking at what they're Mm -hmm. possibly going to trade it's tough Um, it comes with weight and also the second thing it comes with is um, to some point how much are we helping these people if we just continually spoon feed them trades it's almost like at some point maybe it's it's out of like Um, They might get more out of those recaps that you post on YouTube or if me going over a trade after the fact or like having, you know, um, a screenshot and talking about the setup and then why the setup ended up working out rather than trying to just like give the trade. And then, you know, if they miss the trade, they miss an entry. And then they get mad at me. It makes me feel like shit when I can just, after the fact, be like, "This is the setup, and this is why it worked." Well, like, yeah. Look for ones like this in the future. Yep. It just comes to a point where it's like, kind of the the trade off is kind of it's a very tight rope that you walk with that. Yeah, and dude, sure, that's, why those, sure. that's why those
0: that's why those three hundred dollar a month alert service bullshit dude, that some people are, are
1: talking fifteen hundred a month now. I've been that seeing a that you p-
0: that you're paying for when you're not getting realistic help like 1500
1: a month dude that's my rent
0: yeah dude that's
1: less than my rent
0: the
1: the uh, oh my gosh it's
0: just it's a very it's a very you know and like like you were saying dude like what really helps people is being there to like legitimately talk to somebody that has a question they get they send you a chart and they're like hey i entered here and I thought it was a good entry, but is there anything you see and when you can like take the time to actually Being go over mentor, something yeah. with somebody they're they're gonna get ten times the amount of help through that than you know sending an alert out uh, a lot of the times so or just only doing alerts um, yeah
1: yeah, so anyways, um, you know go follow herb on Twitter go subscribe to his youtube go check out real ones all that kind of stuff but i see you sipping something over there herb what what do you (laughs) got in the glass there
2: it is a uh vanilla old-fashioned oh that sounds uh, so good oh my gosh with um got some knob creek in there (gasps) how'd you make that uh just some with his hands some uh like yeah, my hands. Uh, with his hands. Shut up, Ant. Some bitters. Uh, just some like vanilla syrup that make lattes with, you know. Uh, that sounds tr- so tr- tr- good. Tr- and then, Not going to um, lie. I actually uh, topped it with a blood orange peel as well. Oh, so. that's You
0: guys ever so have good. those smoked drinks?
1: Yeah. I've had one in my life.
0: Are they any good? I've never had one.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good. Are they? Yeah are you an old-fashioned guy her you seem like you know Straight a lot up. about old fashions yes yeah. for real yeah i do i've been getting into old fashions what yep. do you what do you recommend you got like luxardo cherries and stuff like that like
2: well, okay well i'm i'm not like i mean i it is an old fashioned so it's simple so i just is like bitter simple syrup and whiskey and you know a little orange peel and what's the whiskey the that
1: you'd you'd like go to like what's your like if you like had to choose one at a restaurant what would you say if they asked you what they want to throw into
2: Ooh. it um probably woodford i mean that's like what most people carry
1: stuff. i like woodford you know I had Woodford for the first time actually like a week ago. I've been trying to become a whiskey snob, one of those douchebags who's like, I know all the whiskeys. Like, I kind of, that kind of dude. I've been trying to learn all the whiskeys. Wow. I had Woodford for the first time.
2: Pretty damn good. Actually, Man, really good. You're doing the Lord's work. I love seeing all the, the tastings. It really makes <laughs> me want to. I hope you have like an Excel spreadsheet of like your rankings. Please dude, I've tell been me going, I've been like you're trying like too much. Tracking.
1: Stuff.
2: I should got, get like. you got to track it.
1: I should get like paid for how many I do, dude, because I'll be I would like, pay.
2: I would literally pay <laughs> I, like I would be like, I want to pay for Teddy's Excel spreadsheet, how he ranks the all the Mountain
1: different... Dew seltzers and shit yeah. like that. But okay, yeah. so here's here's some straight like some real advice. The best whiskey I've had is Old Forester 1910. Okay. Have you had that before? I haven't. Um it was actually the first one that I ever bought because I like had a friend who's like whiskey like whiskey he wears like a I don't know if this says anything but he wears like a beanie around so that just tells you he should like whiskey and like oh I wear duchette. beanies
0: all the time what are you talking about
1: <laughs> <laughs> no he wears a beanie that's like tall at the top oh and, like, hangs one of, over does he have one dreads? of those beanies <laughs> he's not Bob Marley oh. <laughs> no but so he knows a lot about whiskey he's like dude you got to try Old Forrester like some people hate it some people love it I tried it and it was the best whiskey that I've had and I've tried like Twenty since then and it's still the best so if you see old forester 1910 give that one a shot and you're i will i'll
2: hit you up i'll let you know
1: pretty good it's pretty good um dude the other thing is is you've been hitting you were hitting some dad jokes a couple weeks ago like a (laughs) month ago maybe i don't remember what it was but and then in the discord i hopped in real ones for a minute and you were you were popping some dad jokes so i know you either have a kid or you have a dog you're a dad of some sort do you have a dog
2: yeah, I got two uh, golden retrievers, one that's 5 months and uh one that's 4 years old. So. Teddy, say four, it.
1: 4 5 months? No, say I'm it. not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'll say I it. I know, I already know. Before.
2: I already know. How? What, already that? what a what like, a horrible that horrible horrible. Are... Okay, so here's Teddy, my like goldens. It's they're okay.
0: the they're like the no, no, no. cutest no, no, no. one of the Ant cutest breeds.
1: Trying to, Ant is trying to, he's trying to put me on flack right now i like golden retrievers i just think that people love them too much
0: bro you said they're not cute
1: no no, no. <laughs> I okay i said that the first time i retracted my statement i said they're just not as good as everyone says it's like it's like when you like have like a cake and you're expecting the best cake ever and then you eat it and it's like oh that was good it was i think great. they're pretty
0: damn cute to be honest
1: okay they're pretty cute okay here's the real deal though the dark golden retrievers are so cute those are. Are cute. I'll yeah. admit that one Yeah. So you got a five month old I think okay so my girlfriend's Sister had like a uh, A puppy golden retriever that was like They got it right when they could from a place That was probably the cutest thing I've ever Seen in my entire life it looked like you went to build a bear And you got like a mm-hmm. little build a bear and it was Just running on the ground so cute Do yeah. they
2: shed, do they shed Uh. Yeah
0: Do they? Yeah. See my dog doesn't really shed but you
1: got a what? A pointer of some sort? Short-haired
0: pointer, yeah.
1: Short-haired pointer. She's cute, too. She's got, she got a cone on her head.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. She, Dude, last night it was storming, like, really bad. And our back door blew open and slammed open. And she came under my desk and laid down with her cone. And I'm like, there's just not room here. For your <laughs> ass and the cone and all my wires and stuff. And she was all tangled up. I'm like, you gotta get out.
1: Get your cone ass head out of here
0: dude. I picked her up. I picked her up and she just stared at me Had no clue who I was. She was so doped up. Oh my god. I felt so
1: bad. Is she like full size yet?
0: Yeah, but dude, I think she was probably the run of the litter because she's my mom has two of them and she's she's not She's
1: not that big like she's She's pretty tiny. Dude, She's so silky in pictures That's my new thing is animals that are silky. I like to just talk about how silky they are (laughs) Like golden retrievers aren't very silky. I only have one silky cat. I have three cats. One is silky and the other are two aren't silky. And I'll be honest, dude, I kind of favor the silky one. It's still
0: golden retrievers are silky. You just have some weird aversion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not silky. They're like like my cat. They're like this boy right here. He's not silky. He's Whatever. like when you pet him, your hand is not like smooth and silky like a like a bed pillow. Herb's you know going to send
0: you a picture and it's going to be fucking silky.
1: silky okay my honest opinion on why golden retrievers have this bad here, spot here we go here we is because Air they're just such a dog they're such <laughs> a dog <laughs> what does that even mean bro i dude <laughs> <laughs> okay i like dogs that are like humans you know kind of like got like a personality and the only golden retrievers i've been around have been like like you're just digging yourself a hole and. Like dude. Biting in, I don't know. you're describing I a I bulldog love your dogs but i'm just digging a hole they got names uh yeah it's Allie.
2: yeah no yes. they don't have names it's just number one and number two just just <laughs> hey golden retrievers come over here uh yeah it's Allie and juniper but um yeah maybe you gotta meet them and, and then you might change your mind so
1: i'll drive out i'll see them. yeah hit me Notice. up when you're
2: here yeah, it'll it'll shoot it
0: off. Wait, game. Herb, do you play Valorant?
2: I do. I, I mean, think,
0: I, like, I was supposed to play with this like a few weeks ago, but uh, did you tell them that I'm diamond league? Bro, you don't even know what the hell you're saying. You know what I'm saying? If you're diamond, then you, you don't he's say, you are diamond. Under iron, bro, he's like wood. <laughs> Dude, I'm not. Wood. <laughs> hey,
1: I'm not wood. I'm fucking platinum platinum uh, or diamond better
0: <laughs> you're not you're neither of those dude
1: <laughs> dude i'm probably both of them at the same time all right i'm
2: sending a text
0: her what's your rank
2: i have no idea I, well, honestly it's probably not that great because i literally only play with friends like yeah like we played so many like 5v5 which is like you know the gang Oh, is, like you know, some
0: in-house games, yeah.
2: Yeah, they're not ranked.
0: So, <clears throat> yeah. all my friends are so terrible. So I, I told this. I'm like, dude, I'll play with you, and we're supposed dude, to play, but
2: this is fucking unreal. Disgusting, like, yeah. It, it's he's good at every game. I mean,
1: some people are just like that. Like, I have a buddy like that where he can just like pick up a game and be he's beating be everyone's ass. Yeah, yeah. That's not me. I just have no thumb ability.
0: Well, maybe you'd be good at, uh, like VR games.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's just, I'm just not, I'm just not built for video Maybe you
0: should uh, play Forza and get one of those steering wheels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in my living room, just <laughs> get a Wii wheel or whatever.
0: You have a stick shift.
1: <clears throat> Her, so when you're trading Momo in the morning, um, what would you say are your top setups to find on those gappers?
2: Uh, like my scanning process.
1: No, I'd say like, if you're looking at a chart, what would you say would have to align for you to take a position?
2: Um, I really love cup and handle and inverse head and shoulders. Those are like my two favorite patterns. So, um, like today, for example, I just fuck. I just nailed uh, inverse head and shoulders on um, a DRCT, and I mean it was like instant four K in my pocket. You know, uh, so because those are such a uh, like, they're such easy patterns to identify, and the risk level is is so. Um, it's just so identified. Like an inverse head and shoulder. Like, okay, on the right shoulder, you obviously want your entry to be like around the left shoulder. um Maybe exactly. give it a little bit of room. So, you know, if if it goes further against it and it starts to not look like a inverse head and shoulders, then you know, you just you just cut and then same for cup and handle i i I think that um the psychology behind a cup and handle is pretty interesting because it's like you know it's something that had strength and it fell off and it consolidated and then it came back up you know had an had enough strength to come all the way back up and then after it you know came back up it finds some kind of equilibrium um but usually like you know it's a cup and handle like it's a bullish pattern right so um on that, that you know your your risk and your entry are are both usually pretty defined um so i like i like to play those patterns intraday but um like i said earlier like a lot of the stuff that i play is like an hourly or a daily pattern so you know you have to give those a little bit more wiggle room but you know if it is like an hourly cup and handle or an hourly flag or something like that um you know you can just kind of add the dips add the dips and then it just has so much more range to to go you know a, a one minute flag can only go so far a five minute flag can only go so far but then when you expand to larger time frames Um, you just start to get bigger range. Therefore, you can get, uh, you know, higher profits and higher percent, you know, higher percent gains on it.
1: Yeah. Do you um, keep tickers on some sort of watch list? So say you've like there's been a high volume ticker the past week or so um, or even yesterday, would you like throw it on a watch list and then watch the hourly the next day? Yeah. Um, Or how do you? Yeah, that's how you would go about it is just keep them on there
2: yeah i mean i i would say uh, like a good majority of my trading is done outside of trading hours you know like i scan every single night on Finviz, um probably go through 15 or 20 pages of tickers every single night um and that's just for small caps I, I, I scan for like large cap swings and stuff too so probably like 30 or 40 pages of tickers per night um, and yeah just throw them on a watch list you know set alerts like setting alerts is pretty key too so you, you know first you throw on a watch list but like what good is it gonna do if you know you're not aware of what it's doing so throw it on the watch list and then you go in and set your alerts. Um, but I do have some secret sauce for my intraday um, scans. And first, you know, is trade ideas that like couldn't live without trade ideas. Second thing I could not live without is Finviz. And you can have it scanned for certain parameters. um, And I pay for Finviz Elite, I think it's like 30 bucks a month or something, but um, you can look at intraday charts. So I have my charts sorted by uh, most relative volume to least relative volume. So it's not like a a gapper's list where I'm just looking to see what has, you know, what's up the most. Mm -hmm. um, Like I want to know what has the most relative volume, you know, like something could be trading 52 week high volume. And not really even be high up on the on the gappers list. Um, so you know you can filter by um, you know anything that's up five percent, under forty dollars, has over a million volume, um, and it will rotate and refresh um, the highest relative volume tickers at the top of my screen that all fit this criteria. So. Um, what I love about it is, unlike uh, ThinkOrSwim, like my thumbnail charts or whatever, like those are just stuff on my watch list that I am interested in, and they stay pretty static unless, you know, I have a better use for that space, for one of my thumbnail charts. But with Finviz, I have basically this rotating selection of stocks that are coming to the top of my attention based on their relative volume uh, so uh, and you can have intraday charts on it too so i have the five minute up and it refreshes every 10 seconds and um it basically just leaves out the bs like that i don't i all the tickers that i'm not interested in trading um you know anything that has like under a million volume i don't want to touch you know so um
1: there's the her secret sauce right there it's
2: dude I, i'm telling you um you know even like um you know these past couple days when we've had the oilers i literally i have one tab that is only filtered by energy stocks and then another one that filters everything but energy stocks so when there's a lot of noise on a day like these past c- couple days where you know we have all these oilers and that's just crowding everything there's other stuff that's going on during that time but you just may not be aware because there's too much noise right mm-hmm. um so you know i'm also just able to scan for what is not necessarily in theme that could you know could be the next theme right you know we've had cybersecurity names too um and uh solars stuff like that so um, definitely able to uh, filter out any criteria that fits the current market conditions.
0: My favorite on Finviz I used to use all the time was a uh, horizontal SR. You can go in mm-hmm. and, and put in, you know. I used to have Finviz Elite and and you know put in specific patterns and stuff. I used to like um well i still do but um like 5 to 5 to 10% above a uh, 52 week low stuff like that that maybe yeah. bouncing off a of bottom and certain things like that
2: yeah i mean it's a tool that i could not live without mm-hmm. I, I i literally dedicate an entire monitor just to this the scan yeah yeah so I, I have four monitors so one one fourth of my monitors is dedicated to this scan so
1: that's man that that's just talks about is uh absolutely helpful i think honestly i'm probably gonna mess around a bit too because i have Finviz elite um i use it quite a bit but i've never actually touched exactly what you were talking about and i'm yeah, constantly I'll, I'll looking send for it to you. yeah yeah send it over i'm constantly looking for new Finviz shit just to uh add to you know screeners just keep you'd stuff like, rotating yeah,
0: <laughs> you'd like horizontal sr if, I don't Bro, know send if that's that to me too man.
1: yeah i will i'm gonna I'm look at all these 'Cause I just use it as in like I use abnormal volume stuff on there. Um mm-hmm. but I think I think what you were talking about with like relative volume and then being able to filter sectors and stuff like that would be be super helpful because sometimes I do get caught up in the noise of whatever is just really big that day. Yep. Yeah. Um Herv, how do you control your emotions while you're in maybe a volatile MOMO trade? Like we were talking earlier. Um how things sometimes knife when you don't expect it. Say you're in a trade and then something happens that you didn't expect. How do you handle the emotions during that?
2: Um, with experience, you you start to understand that... I don't know, it's like a muscle, right? <clears throat> um, you just have to use that muscle enough to understand how to control your emotions. I mean, how many times have um you know you've been you got caught in a knife and then you panic sold and you sold the exact bottom of that candle and it came back up almost nearly to your entry or you know or it came back up and and reversed and came right back up you know um yeah you just have to be aware first of all like you have to be aware of your emotions like if you are already like really red on the day, and you get caught in a knife, how is how are your emotions then? Uh, if you're near uh, like a PNL milestone or something, how are your emotions then? Um, so you just really have to be aware. First of all, like how am I how am I feeling right now? Like how is um, how is my trading being reflected? Uh, against my emotions um and then following that I just think that whenever you encounter something that is unexpected um you have to formulate a plan like reacting immediately that's not part of uh like like it's not part of a plan you know like you realize that you have gotten yourself into a situation you didn't expect. So right then it's almost like, all right, I got to formulate an exit plan. Like, what am I going to yep. do? Cause it's like, okay, either you average down and you try to get your average down and it bounces back up and then you break even, you know, you have that option. Um, you have the option of cutting it. You have the option of holding and waiting to see if it comes back up. Um, so rather than just like reacting, you you do have to formulate a plan and and try to figure out uh you know maybe it's reading the tape seeing how heavy the tape is um how big the cells are etc so um yeah i would i would just say um don't don't react immediately and and try to stay calm and like you know it happens um and yeah, just just try to try to make a plan to, to um get out of that position. Yeah.
1: I was talking um to some people in my Discord today actually about emotions when things that you're not expecting or you know, crazy stuff happens while you're in a trade. And they were telling me like, um, well it's just so hard to not have emotions. And I was I was basically responded with Well, the point is not to like cut off your own emotions. It's to recognize them and make sure they don't have an impact Mm -hmm. on your trading. Like everyone's going to have emotions. Like I'm going to feel emotion inside of a trade. The idea is to be like, that's an emotion. Like I'm feeling FOMO. I'm feeling whatever it is, whatever emotion. I'm feeling like crazy scared and not let it affect my decisions. So that's the point that you got to get to when it comes to these um pivotal crazy decisions you have to make when it comes to trades like this is just being able to um you know see the emotion and say get the fuck out of here you're not actually going to have an impact on the trade
2: yeah and i, I ran a twitter poll uh a couple of weeks ago basically saying like what is the thing that you struggle with most with your trading and you know the options were like you know tape and level two reading or technical analysis um and trading psychology was by far the biggest thing oh, that yeah. sh- people struggled with so you can be the best technical analysis person trader in the world but if you don't have control of your emotions uh if you don't have that that psycho you know the psychological part of trading it's going to be very hard to be successful you yeah. know unless unless you are literally running a system that is hard entries and hard stops and that is you know you trade like a robot um you're just gonna have a hard time so that is just something that we all have to master to be successful
1: yeah 110 percent this is the fun part of the episode we want to talk about your guilty pleasures what do we got (laughs) her What's some, what's some stuff that Herb likes to enjoy on the weekends? Herb likes to enjoy after the market closes at night. What do we got?
2: Um, well, I eat a bowl of cereal every single night. That's what like, kind of cereal? Uh, it's a heavy rotation. Um, between... Oh, a heavy rotation. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I know I'm going to sound like a 12-year-old kid, but um, Chocolate Lucky Charms.
0: Oh, that's amazing. oh! I didn't even know that was a thing.
2: I yep. love those, dude. Um, Reese's, cinnamon cool toast crunch. That's the best, right dude. There. If you have said like it. plain
0: Cheerios, that'd have been like <laughs> a serial no, no. killer. <laughs> so these are all no.
2: perfect. Um, that and man, I love ice cream too. I love Ben and Jerry's. You better stock up because
0: that shit's about to double in price with everything going on. It's about to be like twenty bucks a
1: (laughs) man. They're already like six bucks. Yeah, they're crazy shit like that. For like a little ice cream, too. It's not Mm -hmm. even that big. I can eat a full one of those in like twenty minutes. That's funny,
0: dude. Guilty pleasure.
1: (laughs) And do you got a guilty pleasure? You got you got a couple of them?
0: Do I have a guilty pleasure? Um What's yours? And, and let me think.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Guilty pleasure. Hmm.
1: I wrote this question. I, didn't think oh. I was gonna say y'all wrote. Y'all oh, gave me
0: the question oh, oh I know I what mine answer. is. M- <laughs> my Come guilty on. pleasure is that I like to chew, like tobacco. It's
1: tobacco. We talked about this a while uh, ago. I remember. Yeah, that's like my guilty pleasure. How often you chew?
0: mm well oh, shit.
1: if you say a couple times a day I'm gonna come to Pennsylvania and punch you
0: no, nah, not a couple times a day it depends dude it's like a seasonal thing like if I'm golfing, I'll go through a whole pack of chew like no problem but uh I don't know it's weird because it's kind of like a stress reliever to be honest yeah. it sounds so weird but uh it's from just from playing baseball but uh i'll you know I'll be sitting at my at my desk and throw a slap of chew in.
1: But throw a little, 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 (laughs) little packing, little
0: cockroach in my mouth,
1: dude. I think for me, it's it's like I think it's like trying new food. Like, oh, that's not yours. What's mine? What are you gonna fucking say?
0: It's the Eddies, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Eddies, (laughs) yeah, bro. What the fuck? (laughs) And no, fuck now. It's like going and like trying some crazy new food. Like I always try to get my girlfriend to like, go to, like, some, like, crazy place that I find that has, like, a mac and cheeseburger or something. I don't know. On the end of the week, or, like, I'll go buy a new bottle of, like, whiskey to try, like, a little sip of. Um, one of those two, probably. Um, I don't know. Or it's just... Oh, dude, I'll be honest. My guilty pleasure every single weekend is betting a shitload of money on UFC and losing all of it. Because I keep I so you've disciplined in well. the week. No, nah. Really? Dude, do I ever do well? I mean, okay. I'm, like, yeah, sometimes. sometimes decent... Sometimes I'm really good, but, like, I think I just, like, am so disciplined during the week that it's just, like, comes the weekend and I'm just like, fuck, fuck it, dude, it. I'm a, I'm a bet on these <laughs> dudes I like, and then they all get knocked <laughs> the fuck out super quick. Um, yeah. That's probably what I would say. Dude, you could be like, we should just
0: question, only bet the underdog.
1: <laughs> we should bet every single <laughs> underdog on the card. Dude, this last question is actually the craziest question I think I've ever asked on this entire podcast of all time. Are there more doors or wheels in the world, Herb? Yes. Oh, we got to get your question first because Ant and I have kind of already talked about this.
0: I know the answer to this.
2: It's wheels for sure. Yes!
1: Thank you. There's a, bunch of, there's a door gang out there. There's a gang of people who are like talking about like how on cruise Bro, ships there's, there's more doors in there. Think in about the amount of Hot
0: Wheels there. cars there are.
1: Dude, and the amount of like assembly lines that have like wheels at every single like. There's like like hundreds
0: of millions of hot wheels cars times four
1: and every single drawer (laughs) has wheels on it Like every single drawer has wheels. There's like four wheels per car. Yeah four doors per car, but there's like There's so many more wheels, bro I don't get how this is even a question inside of any gadget. There's a fucking wheel There's a wheel making every there's a, a gear is a wheel like there's so many wheels
0: Yeah easy. It has to be wheels
1: I agree but people who say boats and houses have a lot of doors kind of have a point. There is a lot of boats out there.
2: Boats? They,
1: they do have a lot of doors. Bro, you
0: know how many boats that don't have doors?
1: There's a... They at least got... Okay, there are a lot of boats. Like bass boats and shit. Yeah. But think about like... Like, not a, <laughs> like about a not a cruise ship. Like anything
0: that's not a cruise ship.
1: Think about how many <laughs> doors are in a cruise ship, though.
0: I've never been on a cruise. Have I you? either. I'm no. scared of that, actually, to be honest. Do you want to
1: go on a cruise together? No.
0: I do not want to go on a cruise.
1: I wonder if Herb has been on a cruise. Have you been on a cruise, Herb?
2: A uh, long time ago when I was a kid. Did you like it? Uh, Yeah, there was like unlimited ice cream. so that. Was cool.
1: <laughs> Dude, I would eat so much ice cream. I get so sunburned, though, because you're literally in the literal just butt fuck sun all Dude. day. Cruise. And I'm like a ginger as hell. so. Would you ever go skydiving? Yeah, I actually wanted to. I had a buddy who got skydiving certified, and he offered to take me. um, I thought it'd be weird to have him strapped behind me. Yeah, bro.
0: You go, what's that poking me?
1: (laughs) What's the Yoda meme that we had? It was like, like, that is not my lightsaber. (laughs) My lightsaber, that is not. (laughs) Something like that. He's like riding behind somebody. (laughs) It was like him and the Luke Skywalker or something. I feel like Herb likes Star Wars. Herb,
2: do you like Star Wars? Uh, I mean, I like it, but I'm not like. Uh, Herb, Do you like, like Lord of the you know. Rings? Same thing. You know, I like. I like Game of Thrones. But- Suck it, Ant. Game of Thrones. Suck my wiener. I do like Game of Thrones. There we go. Game of Thrones is yeah.
1: awesome. Because yeah. Ant was trying to tell me that Star Wars sucks. Like, yeah, but then I said,
0: Yeah, but then I said, I've never really seen it, so I was just. I'm gonna trolling. like.
1: I'm gonna post a video on YouTube of this, and it's gonna be like co-host says star wars sucks and then you're gonna get the entire star wars youtube gang to just like come and like yell at you in the comments they're gonna say hurtful things about you
0: yeah i'm just gonna reply with that yoda meme or yoda
1: gif (laughs) star wars my lightsaber it is not Uh, do your best yoda impression ant hell no yeah do it you have to i'm not doing that the co-host of a podcast is asking (laughs) you have to (laughs) i'll do mine after you do yours and then we'll get off and then we'll and then we'll and then we'll we'll quit the interview after i don't i'm not doing that because
0: honestly i don't even know how it is
1: i think i can do a really good one if i do it will you do it then
0: no but i'm willing to hear yours
1: that sounds like a terrible deal
0: (laughs) (laughs) terrible deal that
1: is (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's the best i got
0: was yoda a real person
1: he was a little green man
0: like was that a real actor
1: um, maybe maybe somewhere in the universe they just found a little alien. I like think it was a midget. You can't say that anymore. Oh, my I'm gonna bad. get you canceled, little person. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, like, <laughs> i it might have been a midget. They just put some little midget in a suit and had him run around. And dude, he was pretty badass though in the movies. Yoda, who's people the sword. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we're rambling. So it's a lightsaber,
0: we- bro. Don't disrespect it. <laughs> Nice. Sword dude come on
1: <laughs> Little is it Light sword why'd they call it saber Isn't saber supposed to be like a different Shape of sword I feel like I need to google This saber versus Sword
0: do I look like a sword Guy
1: <laughs> you do look like I feel like you have a sword yeah Dude a sword is curved or a saber Is curved a sword is straight All of theirs are straight bro
0: Whatever Dude I need to get a new chair this you chair. Is... Talk to Anthony. This chair's killing my back. Is this that... chair
1: is bad. It's like it has like a bunch of different levels I can set it at.
0: Oh, that's the one you got from him.
1: I feel like Herb might have the same exact one as me. Uh, oh, it's a little different.
0: I don't know, but it's nice. Yeah.
1: All right, Herb, we're gonna close it up here. I know you're having uh, having technical difficulties, but yeah, we appreciate my you coming dying. on, bro. <laughs> no worries
0: i'll just cut that i can cut the i can put an overlay over that
2: yeah okay
1: no worries but uh thank you for thank you for hopping on herb you gave some super super awesome insight onto uh momo trading so everyone go uh go follow herb on twitter go look at his youtube see him in real ones um so yeah we thank you man
2: yep thanks guys yeah thank you yeah